The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. Hi, this is Melvin. I'm a wizard. And I cast spells. Colvic Darkseed. I am a half-orc cleric, and I have devoted my life to the goddess Hyaea. I'm Roscoe Toscobble. I'm a rogue. And pretty cool guy. on the Very Good Adventuring Team. I'm running up the side of the and trying to hide. I'm on fire! <laughs> Where are you? You have destroyed this troll in the mountain pass. Eat its wiener. No! Malvin Hardmeat is eliminated from Mortal Clan Bat. Damn! Cold guy bounces Kolvik uh, from the tournament. Wow. Before you, a low brick wall contains a shallow pool of water. Floating above that pool is a gray specter made of long rags and wisps of smoke. And you recognize that this must be an older version of Grace. For a moment, you think she can see you, and you lock eyes. Then those eyes go wide as a dagger sinks into her back, and she crumbles. Anybody get his face? I mean, it's just laying there if you <laughs> want to run. I want to get his face real quick. And on that bench is a woman with long purple hair. Hello, Roscoe, Lexi says. Will you come sit by me? You have to get back now. As she pats your thigh, the world around you kind of goes dark. And a few minutes later, you wake up standing, uh, or laying, I should say, outside of that same pool that you came to before. The specter is gone, and early evening is just starting to settle in under a normal sky. Whoa, whoa, Roscoe, you doing all right? I've had, a, I've had a hell of a time. Bought a troll. I got, got mine fucked by some ghost. <laughs> and then I saw Lexi. I'm gonna challenge Prince Dolo. Oh, this is not a good idea. Hard <laughs> 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 to be douchey with a penis brand on your forehead. I start telling you about these dreams I've been having. Kind of of a village. And around these villages, a small boy in the middle of it. And... All of a sudden, an arrow goes through his heart, but he doesn't move. And then all of a sudden, the village around him burns down, and he starts catching on fire. This just little child, and he doesn't move, and he just stares at me. And all of a sudden, he goes up in flames and disintegrates. And I, and I, and I just realized that, for some reason, I, I come back to when we went to the Savage Land, and there was a guy who, the kid who... Roscoe killed, which was, I don't blame him for that, but he died, and I, I didn't save him. That was the first time I've never saved someone. I've been trying to be remiss of this, and I, I just can't shake it off. I'm sure that clown that you set on fire probably haunts you too, though, right? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> no, he, that guy deserved it. He, 
you started something. This was an innocent young child. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, remember that time when Roscoe shot an arrow at that child? That was fucked up, huh? Doesn't haunt my dreams. No. That wasn't even the part, this part that haunts my dreams, though. No, you don't worry about that? No, it was just... This... I just couldn't save a child. I don't know why. We just left, and I didn't do anything about it. Well, it sucks. I'm sorry you're dreaming bad dreams like that, man. Yeah, just had to throw it out there. Well... I'm not sure I'm not sure what's going to happen from here. We can get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> can we? Yeah, we can. You would have a drink with me? Have a drink, man. What would you what would you have? Did you have a Ding it up, ding dong. You guys are just kicking pianos and throwing them out of windows and lighting shit on fire. Oh my god, that is fucking one hundred percent cannon. You guys just destroy the bottom floor of your house. You guys get wasted. <laughs> All three of you too. I think I, I am certain that we just tie one on for I'm certain that Roscoe would participate. Like he'd come down. You guys have been drinking for like an hour. Yeah, and he's just, I'm in. What the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> drinking all the booze without coming to get me? Uh, we're drinking our paints away. What else would we do? Perkins is upstairs with like, fucking locked in Grace's bedroom with her. Like, it's all right. It's all right. They'll, they'll get it out of their system. <laughs> what about, what about, uh, I forgot what his name already. Oh, Wadsworth. Yeah, yeah Wadsworth would be up there too. Cause he's got to be living with you guys. No, it wasn't Wadsworth. No, it Wadsworth's was, not. Well, oh, fuck no. Jeff Dude. Jeff Dude. Jeff Dude. <laughs> Jeff Plube, is Plube living with us, too? No, no he's just the yeah, he's, he's just the ranking member of the fan club. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeff Dude's like, <laughs> don't want to clean this shit up in the morning. <laughs> Should have stayed at the cave. Jeff Dude, beget custodian. There's <laughs> <laughs> our guest thing. Jeff Dude, Wadsworth, and... Perkins all come looking for us like we're lost in the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an awesome episode. I think we should all be them next episode. Uh, VGAT fans, write in if you'd like to ha- like us to have a guest star episode of people playing Wadsworth, Jeff Dude, and <laughs> fucking whoever else, man. Plube. 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 Uh, Lem. Maybe not Lem. Bloop. <laughs> Bloop. Was that the, who is number? <laughs> you got anything to say, Lum? <laughs> number one, Bloop. Nope. I want Bloop in there. I'm dead, Carl. <laughs> yeah, hot, hot Carl, Carl has not been around in a long time. Yeah, yeah. has it? Where is that guy? Man, is loot. No, you're thinking of Rod. Oh, Rod. Yeah. Jesus H. Do you even play this game? <laughs> I don't remember. Hot Rod <laughs> just have one job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember things about my real life. <laughs> Hot Rod just being hot down in the just in doing the bed. Car- Carl's just doing Carl, man. He's just bringing down Rome. <laughs> <laughs> One bee hole at a time. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, speaking of which, I'm surprised you guys don't want to go talk to Saban after all this. Huh. Now we're drunk. Hung over, man. <laughs> Yeah, how how do Besides, you feel like, after? What, what uh, what would we even say to him? Do you remember us? Because yeah. if he did, he would have remembered us already, right? 
because I'm sure the DM planned all that out. So it's like, this is time stuff. What DM shrugs? <laughs> DM shrugs. Okay, let's go see Saban then. Drunk as shit. Yeah, in the actually, middle, yeah. yeah. In the middle you guys of the like, sitting around wasted, like, let's go see Saban. <laughs> Walk out in the street, Saban, Saban, Saban. Go down to the broken egg. <laughs> All right, man, you guys all trashed in the middle of the night. You go bust down some doors and get down to the under part of Andon, and you pop your way into uh, the broken egg. I will say that the patrons all know who you guys are, obviously, being of local adventuring fame. And uh, everybody's pretty surprised to see Melvin drunk. I I think, based on the backstory and premises we've established, uh, nobody's seen Melvin drunk in this town. It's been a while. Long time. Does everybody know you don't fuck with a drunken wizard? I think that's pretty well established. Especially one that takes pleasure in making you shit your pants. Exactly, I was kind of wondering if that would ever come out. So you guys, uh... <laughs> you, you make your way to the back room of the broken egg. And sure enough, I mean, it's like maybe 11 o'clock at night. And there's Sabin, smashing away at those pogs. Sabin! Sabin! <laughs> Remember me, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember you, but wait, did it happen? Yeah. <laughs> it happened. Yeah. Now. You remember yeah. now? Been a long time. I've been holding on to that secret there, hard meat. Look at this pie I won. <laughs> I remember. Now you, did you see it? Now you don't. <laughs> Popping in and out of existence. You used to be cool, man. What happened? (laughs) A lot of years between then and now. A couple of divorces. Did you know Baraska wanted to put a dick on your head? (laughs) (laughs) He does not know what to say to that because I don't know what to say to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's been a long time. You brought up this uh, little city of hand in here and, uh, well, after you left and I went back to my own time, I thought I'd check it out. Turns out it's a goddamn nice place. I've been waiting here ever since. Saban, you used to be a really cool guy. Why are you such a fucking asshole now, man? Ah, <laughs> same old shithead. I got one thing to say to you. <laughs> you know, that you woke the microphone to Yeah, that woke up to I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please don't take the microphone and put it by your butthole? <laughs> can you can you edit in some, your own fart sounds? I can't. <laughs> you have the power. <laughs> we can rebuild it. I like that better. It's so point noise here. Yeah, the technology. <laughs> I'm imagining like the like the uh, what the fuck do you call that? The subtitles. Like, <laughs> not <Yeah>. fart noise. <laughs> That's exactly what you call it. Point noise. Closed captioning. That uh, was the word I was looking uh, yeah, for. Yes. Sure, all, all right. our listeners are paying attention to the closed captioning <laughs> we have attached to every episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys have a night of merriment with Sabin, and you know, maybe there's a little part of him that's just so happy to have this secret that he's held for all the years that you've known him, because you've known him pretty much the entire time you've lived in this town. And he's been hanging on to this secret that whole time, just waiting. Because he didn't want to spoil the surprise for you. Well, oh. I gotta say, Saban, <laughs> used to be cool, man. Cool. And thanks for keeping that secret. It's very convenient for the plot. 
<laughs> I love clams. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we'll cut. I love clams. That's the name of the episode. gang courage and wit have served thee well you have advanced from level 10 to 11 Woo-hoo. roscoe let's start on your end of the table this time why don't you summarize your level all right i got through a lucky roll nine more hit points and a handy dandy new skill that is i don't remember already reliable <laughs> talent <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no irony there. <laughs> Anytime that I make an ability check that I am proficient in, uh, I can treat a d20 roll of 9 or lower, lower as a 10. I also, when I leveled up, now I can roll 66 on my sneak attack. Very nice. Ooh. <laughs> and that sums it up. Excellent. Kolvik? Um... For my level 11, I went ahead and gained 8 hit points myself, and then I also gained the skill Word of Recall, and that in which I can um, teleport up to 5 willing creatures. I just read that, so that's good to know. Willing creatures within 5 feet of you instantly to a previously designated sanctuary. So at this point, I'm going to probably just say that's going to be at our firehouse back in mm-hmm. Andon, just to pick a spot right now. All right. Does that, uh, is there like a wisdom save or anything, or you just can't transport unwilling creatures? Um, it doesn't look like there is a save at all. It just, if they don't want to go, you cannot make them go. And along with that, my undead um, clerical spells went to a... CR2, have a CR1. So oh, nice. If that ever comes up again, we'll have a little more help on that. Excellent. Melvin, tell me about your level. Well, not much happening here. Uh, I got six HP. I took the standard issue hit point allocation because, well, my rolls suck. I have... Uh, added a 6 level spell slot and I've chosen to add the spell Disintegration to my repertoire. Very nice. Actually, I don't know when this was, but I spent some time thinking about the definition of that. Like, the like not really the definition, I guess it'd be more the etymology of it. Like, to disintegrate something. Like, there was a thing that was integrated yeah. <laughs> and you disintegrate it. Like, that shit's no longer bonded together, and it just falls apart. Like You're all integrated right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to disintegrate you. I don't know. It just, it like, really... To me, that, like, really paints a picture of what it would be like to have that happen to you. Like, you're just fucking drinking a can of beer or whatever, and all of a sudden, you're just like... Sounds like a peaceful way to go, actually. Probably. The spell says to... Reduce things to a pile of fine gray dust. Yeah. I guess we're all made of stardust, right? It certainly didn't look painful in that movie where everybody disintegrated. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Get the Thanos treatment. Mm -hmm. I don't feel so good. Why did it take longer for Spider-Man? 
There's a reason. He's white. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Minorities disintegrate faster. Seriously, did you not see that Yikes. happen in the movie? It's fucking like T'Challa just. Poof. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, it was it, like, and there was a bunch of commentary about it. Like, I don't know. I, I tried not to read too much into it. I thought it was more of like main character versus secondary character. But yeah, it was just like, oh. Look at all the white people taking 90 minutes to dissolve and everybody else is just like, I don't feel, and they're gone. Yeah, Doctor Strange took a while too. Like he got to do some exposition to mm-hmm. Tony. <laughs> Four score and seven years ago. <laughs> everybody else barely got a sentence out. Anyway. What do you think he felt like? Like he had to poop his pants or something? Or? While disintegrating? Yeah. Peter? <clears throat> I yeah. would imagine it would be the feeling of the most release you've ever had in your life like coming i more mean than that. more like if you could come belt shit fart <laughs> and tell your boss off all at the same time and sneeze and- <laughs> mm-hmm. like everything i mean not so far as like a full-on depressurization and all that listening to while like mac and cheese when you mix it together make that sound in your ear so what it's a pleasant sound. That's all I'm saying. The sound of macaroni and cheese mixing. Yeah, I don't I like mean, that sound. You don't? <laughs> no. Like it sounds like like eight dudes beating off in a small room. Wow. That's like your relaxing trigger. There's a. Have I you mean, ever... I'm trying to think. You guys said all the best words, so I had mac and cheese. In my... <laughs> you guys <laughs> took all the good sounds. <laughs> I mean, like, no, no. Like I totally get the whole ASMR thing. Like that's a big wave nowadays. But like. I don't think of macaroni and cheese in quite that, quite that way. Maybe you're sitting on a gold mine. If you make it's a really stirring mac and cheese video, you could get like. Can I put that next to like waves crashing on rocks and wind? I can just do mac and cheese stirring, like relaxing yeah. sounds. Just put mac and cheese ASMR. You could you could make that. <laughs> wait wait wait. Are we gonna are we gonna do mac and cheese farts? Are we talking like pudding farts? <laughs> are we talking crafts or are we talking Velveeta? Because like Velveeta. I can really see where you're coming from, whereas Kraft's got a little more sticky of a sound. Maybe, you know I'm, maybe I'm digging too deep. It already this. exists. I, I, it already fucking exists. Are you kidding me? Yeah, like ASMR, I said. ASMR, cheesiest, lazy mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. There's... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. There's an... <laughs> There's an ASMR eating fried chicken. <laughs> Dude, that's just like... I know, like, that's the whole thing with the ASMR shit now, is just, like, somebody eating shit or doing things or saying things with like their mouth too close to the microphone, like mm-hmm. yeah, mouth sounds and stuff. You know, it just goes to show you like nobody's weird. Everybody's weird. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. we're not. We're like all we all. Both of those things are true, and because of the other is true. So I put in mac and cheese mixing sounds, and the first thing that came up: it is indisputable fact that sex, when it's good, often sounds eerily similar to serving spoons. Stowing a pat, pot of mac and cheese. Thank you. I mean, I, I get it. So that's why people like it. I'm so. <laughs> so, so I'm not, the I'm logic's gonna, undeniable. Huh? <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with it being. Right. We've run the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with it being a pleasant sound. But I don't think of it as, like, calming and soothing the way that, like, ASMR is supposed to be, like, 
Yeah. Because <laughs> when you're listening to it, you feel like you got to clean something up. You just, you, just, <laughs> you just don't know what it is, though. Oh, God damn it again. Oh, wait, that's just the way she used That's real special. Mm. Anywho. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, Melvin, since you are the uh, the resident, like accountant here basically why don't you tell us about uh why don't you start rather telling us about the magical items that you purchased yeah we were sitting on a gold mine before we took a trip to the magic store and we have purchased several items we have purchased a potion of fire resistance uh that goes that goes to kolvik mm-hmm. for 387 gold uh, we took out some insurance and we purchased an elixir of health for 1,934 gold. Uh, we splurged a little bit and we bought five bags of magic beans. <laughs> Splurge. For a, <laughs> for a total of 45 magic beans. Beans, beans, the bizarre fruit. Now you oh, guys really man. rolled some baller rolls on the Roscoe in particular. Got a maximum and then two less than a maximum roll there to get you guys all the way up to 45 beans. That was, uh, that was pretty intense. Yeah. We were loaded with beans. That so was, um, a whole bunch of fuck you DM effects just ready to roll. Yep. yep. <laughs> pretty much. I think that's I what should, everybody was thinking. I should print off that table and just have it taped to my computer because that's pretty much what's going to happen every, every time we play now. We have 45 of those fuckers. Uh, 6,790 gold for those beans. Uh, Melvin purchased a ring of spell storing for 3,636 gold. And Roscoe purchased a ring of water walking for 259 gold. So that's that ring of spell storing, by the way, that, uh, that came with a spell. Yes, it did. It uh, came preloaded with the uh, one cast of the spell of polymorph, which uh, sounds like another FUDM type thing that we have going on yes, so that should will, be pretty entertaining it'd be fun so uh roscoe um very graciously donated some money back to the coffers uh so to sum things up uh we got a donation from the coffers of roscoe for the sum total of 800 gold pieces so after all, uh, after all of our spending and the donation from roscoe we are now sitting at 15,640 gold pieces i love that they call it gold pieces mm-hmm. like it's not coins like it just implies like you've got these miscellaneous hunks of metal <laughs> <laughs> they happen to be worth the same amount but mm-hmm. they're all exactly the same size different shapes mm-hmm. all right so we've gone over leveling up we've gone over the new purchases from the delightful and in magic shop it's been a quiet time for a few weeks not a lot of excitement on the home front, which has been kind of a nice break. Things settle into a comfortable pattern as the hottest days of summer begin to settle into the more moderate weather of fall. Since you've had a few weeks to just hang out and get comfortable, why don't you guys tell me a little bit about uh, you know how each of you guys spent your quiet time? Cole, let's, let's start with you. Well, what, um, would you, what would you do with a couple of weeks of off time? With a couple of weeks of off time, after... Having a grueling hangover from partying with Melvin Hardmeat for the first time ever with alcohol. Truly partying. Yeah, truly partying. I've kind of gotten 
I've gotten better since the fact I had that almost meltdown of not saving that kid, and I talked to her, hey, uh, metaphorically, because she's somewhere, all right, or he, or whatever it is, my deity, and uh, made this spot my sanctuary spot for whenever I need to use this word of recall as my home base. And so that's kind of what I've been doing is mulling over internal thoughts ready to go back into the field. Right on. Melvin, why don't you tell me what you would have done with a couple of quiet weeks around the house? I think I've been spending a lot of time with Starfish. Yeah? My pet wolf. We've been... <laughs> what, what's so funny? <laughs> Nothing. Starfish is... Starfish. Totally normal name. <laughs> yeah, doing all right. <laughs> How is uh, Peanut doing, by the way? Buttercup. Uh, your horse. Mr. Pickles, you mean? Mr. Pickles. Horse is doing good. Just a, just a horse. <laughs> Not very intelligent. Just kind of poops and eats and <laughs> takes me places. Unlike a cool badass wolf. Un unlike a wolf who's super smart and intelligent and has been learning tricks and I've been feeding... Was it him or her? I can't actually remember. I think we said him. Him? Yeah, there was a joke about undercarriages. <laughs> uh, feeding him treats and teaching him cool, adoring tricks. Nice. So... Um, I would imagine, by the way, just to keep you up to speed on that, that this wolf is somewhere in the five to six month old range. Uh, and I say that specifically because at about six months is when wolves start to really become independent and able to do and act on their own. So he's not quite weaned from Melvin's teat yet, but is getting there. Have you teached him like tracking skills and all that other cool stuff? Yeah, we've done a little bit of that. Yep. Cool. Some quality time with your starfish. That's uh, that's awesome. Yep, I've been been giving them baths, keeping keeping them clean. You got to keep your starfish clean, you know. Wash that starfish. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you get hair everywhere. And matted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right on, Roscoe. What would you have done with a few weeks hanging out by your lonesome? Well, not by your lonesome, I guess. But I've been teaching Grace how to use her dagger, uh, training Lenny the deck. Sneaking out at night, maybe, uh, you know, doing my thing. Right on. What do you, what have you been stabbing? Anything that gets in my way, really. What's Grace been stabbing? <laughs> you? <laughs> no. We find and trap squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, that's like the first indicator of a, yeah. like a serial killer, right? Is if you go right, out in the woods and I thought you would have made like a, a hay dummy or something, but nope. Straight to squirrels. No, that's Straight to live rounds. <laughs> much better. We uh, made a hay dummy. <laughs> a squirrel hay dummy? Or? <laughs> See how it's different when you do the real ones? You had to get it right in the squirrel ribs. Mm -hmm. He made some good squirrel on a stick for dinner. Been watching her work on her uh, changing uh, power. What has she changed into? A bird. Whoa. Noise. That's how we get the squirrels. She goes and, like an eagle, grabs them out of trees and then brings them down and then stabs them. <laughs> we gotta kill them before we eat them. We have to eat something. We're just gonna buy all our food. Oh, we've been, oh. <laughs> Look at Melvin. He just orders takeout everywhere. <laughs> Mr. Fancy over here having food made for him. Not feeding anyone. I'm just in my room creating food by myself. <laughs> <Sucker>. <laughs> well, we've been eating squirrel for like six weeks. 
<laughs> I, you know, I imagine kanku to be a lot like like rabbit meat, where you can starve to death even if you have an infinite amount of it. Like you're just up there getting skinnier, eating kanku all the time. <laughs> I understand it's so good, but getting, I feel uh, so bad. What's that thing pirates get? Scurvy. Scurvy. <laughs> I don't add the limes or lemons or whatever it is. Citrus in general, I think. Yeah, I avoid scurvy with Mountain Dew. <laughs> is it loaded with vitamin C? Oh man, there's. Like, 12 cans of that is the equivalent of, like, an orange peel. I get mine from Bloody Mary's. Whatever does you, man. Idaho, VGAT fans. Welcome to this super rambly episode. We were coming down off the clam slam high, and I think we needed to take her easy for a bit. Don't worry, though. There's some pretty interesting stuff coming up soon. We got ourselves two new reviews this week. Next, Diomedes says, VGAT's biggest strength is the attention to detail given to the editing within each episode. The music and sound cues do well to add to the feeling of immersion in the story supported by the quality comedy and the good sense of chemistry amongst the cast. You can be sure that listening to VGAT is going to be a fun time. Jody F8008 says, An amazing podcast, awesome characters, a great story, and it keeps getting better. Love the language and adult humor. Not for kids. I can't wait for the next 50-ish episodes. Keep up the great work. I've spread the word. Well, next, Diomedes and Jody F8008, that is awesome. Thank you both so much for leaving us a review. It really does mean a lot that you took some extra time out of your day. And thank you for spreading the word. You know, I hadn't looked abroad in some time, and we also had two reviews from the UK that I'd like to share with you. Not sure how long they've been out there, but I'll feel bad for not seeing them earlier. As DB says, I mainly use this podcast to steal ideas from the excellent DM, but it's easy to find yourself laughing constantly at the immature jokes and shenanigans that the three players get up to. Highly recommended. And finally, Superbean says... I find this podcast entertaining, and considering I'm not normally one for poop jokes, I'm enjoying the shenanigans everyone gets up to. The story's been really good so far. I'm up to episode 19, and I really like the music in the background. Helps me get through a mind-numbingly boring job, and I look forward to the rest of the goofs you guys will bring forth in the future. So thank you to all of those fine folks who left us reviews. We're always super grateful. It's one of the best ways to help get VGAT into more ears, because they recommend us more often to people in searches. I can definitely see the impact in our totals. You're probably wondering to yourself, how could I leave a review? Because all I want to do is leave a review for these fine young gentlemen. Well, wonder no more, friends. All you need to do is find us in iTunes and click on that handy-dandy review button. If you'd like it to be even easier, you can even go to thevgat.com, T-H-E-V-G-A-T.com, and click on the link to iTunes from there. It'll bring you right to our show. But you're thinking to yourself, how much more could I do? What other ways are there of supporting this, the best of all the podcasts I listen to? Well, friends, on our website, you can also find links to Patreon and Ko-fi. That means you can donate ongoing to help pay our way into your ears and hearts. Or you can make a one-time donation. We do our best to keep all of our content available to everyone, but there are a handful of clips you can only hear as a patron. And if you hadn't heard... We did get actual real pogs made. They're so friggin' nice. 
Any VGAD patron that wants some can send us a message and I'll get them sent out. While supplies last, of course. And by the way, those pogs are really super, super nice. If you'd like to get some pogs of your own made, you can check into custompogs.com and get a hundred of them for 38 bucks. That even includes the shipping. I'm not joking, guys. These things are like indistinguishable from the real deal back in the day. I'm working on getting a few additional designs made, and I'll probably have them printed by the end of the year. We'll see how it goes. Alright, that's enough rambling for one day. Let's get back to very good rambling. So, how's Perkins been? Perkins is pretty steady state, man. He's just kind of living his life, doing his thing. All right. Nothing real special going on with that guy, you know? He's, mm-hmm. uh, I will say that he is happy now that he's got somebody else that's around the shop that's not a kid anymore. You know, like, you ever get that friend of yours that's, like, a stay-at-home mom or dad, and they go, like, three months without communicating with other adult humans, and then you see them, and they're just, like, a little off, you know? They're uh, the worst. <laughs> I think Perkins was kind of at the edge of that. And uh, and then you guys brought Jeff Dude home, and Jeff Dude's just kind of been living with you guys, and you know, crashing on couches and whatever else, and mm-hmm. and like hanging out with Perkins because what the fuck else is he gonna do? And helping out with Grace, you know, making life great. Jeff Dude is feeling healthy. Yeah, not like he's gonna die anytime soon. No, I mean he's gonna die someday, but not anytime soon. He lost his buffet gift though, his buffet creating gift. Oh. That's why we have to eat squirrel every fucking day. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff, dude. So you're feeding Jeff, dude, and Perkins. Grace works hard for that squirrel. Working hard for the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so hard for, for the, the squirrel. squirrel. <laughs> so you better give her knives. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you guys have just settled into a really nice, comfortable, sort of easy pattern around the house and... You know, Jeff Dude maybe took a little while to settle in for you guys, but he's uh, he's become a, not necessarily valued, but like, happy <laughs> member of the household and not valued. <laughs> <laughs> You're not valuable. <laughs> to me in particular. We're working on your contribution, but it hasn't happened yet. What, uh, hey, yeah. <laughs> what skills does Jeff bring to the table? Is he like a good cook or anything like that? Or? He's just very congenial. <laughs> Super nice guy. He's he's your Walmart greeter. Welcome to VGAT. I love you. <laughs> Why don't you guys tell me what you think Jeff Dude contributes to the VGAT household? I like the idea of cooking skills, but we can branch out. He's the Maybe Jeff Dude is the only guy that cleans the toilet. I if, feel like... Since he's been in caves so much, I just kind of bring him rocks and geodes and ask him what this is. Hey, Jeff, what's this? He's super good at geology. Thanks, that's cool. And then I just walk away. That's an amethyst, man. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, cool. (laughs) You should put that by the couch. It'll really tie the room together. (laughs) You know, actually, a lot of people are fooled by pyrite. I myself one time. Oh, you're walking away. <laughs> he pronounced his shit wrong. So what you've got there is like an ignamious rock, man. <laughs> it just hasn't been around humans for so long, and that's all he had was geology textbooks. <laughs> no idea how to say any of the shit, but he knows all the words. 
Everybody's got that, right? You mm-hmm. know, a word that you've only ever read and then yeah. you say out loud for the first time and everybody's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> no, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I ran into that recently, but I don't remember what word it was. Does he make, I think he makes like bracelets and stuff like that. <laughs> you guys have all got best friend we've, bracelets yep, now. We've all got friendship bracelets. <laughs> necklaces. <laughs> and necklaces. Oh, thanks. Jeff, I appreciate that, man. <laughs> I'll put this on my wrist with the other one. Do we all have, like, puka shell necklaces? <laughs> I do like the idea that he cooks, though. That's pretty good. Like a good cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm into that. Like it brings some joy. Like you guys are making a happy little home. Mm-hmm. So fall is progressing in, and, uh, and the Harvest Festival is coming around one more time here. Whoa. He just stops by to one day to make sure you guys are going to bring fresh frozen crab again, and, and of course you agree to. There's no contest, of course, even though uh, there's a few new adventuring companies have sprung up to kind of fill the void you guys left by moving up, and the super amazing and friend, uh, super amazing adventure friends by moving out. Uh, but none of them are really at a point where they could survive a crab <laughs> oh onslaught. <laughs> Remember those guys? Remember those guys? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, uh, that was 30 episodes ago, man. That's nuts. Anyway. Who are we going to kill and move into their house this time? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, whatever happened to their place? It's just like another adventuring team? and You know, I'm not really sure. I haven't, I haven't really given that much thought yet. But uh, yeah, I'm sure it's being, uh, it's probably mothballed right now, waiting for another good adventuring team. It's not quite as cool as your guys' place, though. There's not pee all over everything. For some reason, whoever moves in this place dies. Ooh. <laughs> so, anyway, you guys, uh, you guys handle the crab gathering. Uh, I mean, with ease at this point, right? You guys are much higher level, and you you slaughter a bunch of crabs. You remember the crab call from last time? Lure them out to their deaths on the beach very easily. You don't have to tie anyone to a beach or anything like that this time. How did that crab call go? I don't remember. That was another Roscoe. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. So as in previous years, the central market area that's uh, central to Andon is temporarily cleared out to make as big of an open space as possible for the festival. And there's all kinds of delightful foods and games. Should you guys decide that you would like to play some carnival games, I have prepared a few for you. Yes! I love carnival games. There are, in fact, six carnival games available for your fun and entertainment, and I shall all read them to you now. They are the archery contest, the kid toss, the pie eating contest, the lady in lace, find the pea, and I'll kill you, the dwarven drinking game. Pete, doesn't we have archery, kid toss, pie eating, find the pea? Mm hmm. Find the pea. Is that like a mispronunciation of pie, like the Swedish chef? Pie <laughs> pee. I love your pee. It's all over my dick. <laughs> nope, it's just find the pee. Uh, you did miss the lady in lace in there. And I'll kill you, the dwarven drinking game. All right. Those all sound great. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. Are we all going to participate in all these, or is it just kind of a one-by-one situation? So, several of these games can be played with multiple players. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, will typically be played with four players. For as many of you as want to participate, you can participate. And anyone where not enough of you participate, I'll fill it in with NPCs. Okay. What should we do first, guys? 
Let's wander around. Which one do we come to first? Conveniently, in alphabetical order, you come to the archery contest. Ooh, I'm pretty good at archery. Oh, oh, bizarre, weird. Does it cost anything to enter these contests? Nope, there is nothing as far as cost to enter the contests, although you can wager if you'd like. Ooh. Wait, are there any special prizes, or what do we stand to win? Uh, I mean, it's like real basic shit that you wouldn't care about, like dolls and you stuffed know, squirrels and mm, stuffed squirrel. Donated by an anonymous uh, taxidermist. Since Jeff Dude is not around, I would uh, wager one of my BFF bracelets. Somehow I lost it. I don't know. Sad. I have like six of them. That's a symbol of your special relationship with Jeff Dude. You're just going to put it up for... I love his food. I hate his bracelet. Wow. Jeff runs into this person next day at the market, and they're like, "Mm, my new best friend. (laughs) Wow, you have one of those two? That's great, guys. You could just, like, sack up and go tell him that you don't like his bracelets. Why? Well, obviously you don't give a shit about hurting his feelings. So. I never said that. You're going to wager one of his bracelets. What if he finds out? These are carnies. They're going to be gone. You don't know that for sure. No, this is like townspeople putting these uh, games on. Unless somebody goes and tells Jeff, dude. What, if, you... I, what if I did? Not a narc, are you, Malvin? Mm-hmm. Maybe I am. Snitches get stitches. Snitches <laughs> don't get no... Snitches wind up in ditches. <laughs> Just saying. Snitches can't use winches. That wasn't as good. Just think it's a shitty thing to do. Snitches get treated like witches. Whatever, man. It's your life. Go ahead, do whatever you want. Set clowns on fire. You know, Wait, I already, wager, I wager your best friend you bracelets. I know you care about me, but... Whatever you want to do, right, man. Alright, let's do this archery contest. Alright. So as we go approach each game, I will tell you guys the rules for the contest, and then you guys can decide who, if any, is going to participate. So the archery contest is played over the course of three rounds. Each of you shoots an arrow at the target using your existing archery modifiers, etc. Each round will have a DC for that archery round. Basically, the targets are going to get smaller, so the DC goes up. If you hit the target, you advance to the next round. And the way that I'll decide a winner, if it goes all the way up to um, rounds past that, is basically like the target gets moved 10 feet back, you roll the same roll again, the first person to miss is out, sort of thing. So who would like to participate in the archery contest? I will. Does it have to be with a bow and arrow? Could it be with like a javelin? It has to be with a bow and arrow. It is an archery contest. Yeah, that does make sense. I was hoping... (laughs) <laughs> it's not just a target contest. Damn. I mean, yeah, we're fine. It's a night out on the town. I think I'm going to bow out of this one. Right on. This is not exactly in my wheelhouse. You know, and it is the unfortunate thing about coming up with carnival games for a group of adventurers is that, like, there's just not going to be a lot of things that are, like, intelligence-based because it's kind of a bunch of bumpkins coming up with feats of strength and shit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but. I'll have you roll the other NPC for me then. Okay. So Roscoe, Melvin, and we're going to say Deborah, and who do you want to be? I get to pick a name? Yeah, why not? Um, Steven. <laughs> Roscoe, Melvin, Deborah, and Steven. <laughs> so we're going to say that Deborah has a plus four to her archery. Melvin, why don't you roll me a d6 to see what your plus bonus is going to be? My plus bonus is six. 
I can't believe I'm fucking ro- baller. Rolling wow. six for somebody that's not me. Actually, I can't totally believe that. <laughs> that makes entirely too much sense. All right, so everybody pick up your D4. And they have a oh, sorry, your D20. bow and arrow I can use because I do not have one. Yes, they have provided a bow and arrow for you. Uh, so you are not proficient in nope. bow and arrow, by the way. So you're just going to add your dex mod, which is... Which is... All right, so you're going to add a plus two to your rolls. Mel, uh, sorry, Roscoe, you already know what your rolls are. D4. Roscoe, as Steven, you're going to be playing with a plus, plus six. 20. What are we rolling with? Just a D20, sorry. Oh. So, this, the largest target is set out in the field. Everybody roll your D20. Roscoe, what'd you get? 27. Holy balls. I think we might know who's going to win this contest. Uh, Kolvik, what did you roll? 21. Kolvik also advances to the next round. Deborah got a 12, which is just enough to hit the target. She barely hangs on. Steven? Uh, I think I rolled more appropriately here. I got a 1. That is a (laughs) plus 6 would bring us to a grand total of 7. Steven is out of the archery contest. Needed a 12. Bye, Steve. (laughs) Bye, Steve. Were we supposed to bet so far? On anything. If you want to bet now, you certainly can. I was going to bet I wasn't going to be in last place, so that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, never mind. Not anymore. All right, round two of Ye Olde Archery Contest. Oops. And you can't even hit a table with a dice. I flew out of my... <laughs> Here we go. Oh. Roscoe. 29. 29. That was it's a perfect roll for me. Kolvik. Uh, gentleman, seven. Seven. Kolvik is out. It looks like it's going to be Deborah and Roscoe advancing to the final round. Deborah got a 14. Deborah, you want to put a five on it? Deborah is more than happy to put a five on it. All right. All right. Here we go. Last round. 27. Holy Damn. shit. I don't wow. know why I was expecting different, but Deborah got a mere 17, which was not enough to hit the final target. Roscoe, you have won five gold from Deborah Ooh. and a candied apple on a stick. Huzzah! Huzzah! You've won won the archery contest of fame and note. You can now tell everybody that you won this glorious archery contest. Everyone, I've won this glorious archery contest. You guys just want to keep walking, or is there a specific game you want to head to? Yep. We've mastered this one, apparently, so... The only one that I will say, by the way, is the um, the Find the Pea and the I'll Kill You Dwarven Drinking game are both just two-player games. All right. So if that changes how you want to approach the order of these, the rest of them are four-player. Well, I want to toss some people. Gosh dang it. You're going to go to the kid toss? Yep. <laughs> Objections to the kid toss? Sounds good. Excellent. You can toss as many people as you'd like there, Kolvik. <laughs> All right. So the kid toss... How this works is that there will be four contestants again. I like to think that I accidentally go to the wrong place and I just start picking up kids ready to toss them. (laughs) Like, whoa, 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 where are you going? (laughs) So the way this is set up is there will be four contestants for the kid toss. Uh, One child is chosen from the crowd for each contestant. They try and get them all about equal size or so, you know. And every round... You take your kid and try and throw them over a bar into a pile of hay. <laughs> Success means you go on to the next round. Failure means you're eliminated. And uh, mechanically, the DC will go up every round until you can't toss a kid over the bar anymore. Anybody else want to play? Yeah, man. 
Melvin? Yes, sure. All right. And Even then if I'm I gonna... lose at a minimum, I'm still throwing children around. So, mm-hmm. so I'm, I recently met a gentleman by the name of Jeremy, but it's spelled J-A-R-A-M-E. No. And so every time I look at it, <laughs> all I can think is Jerame. Jerame. So I'm going to play as Jerame <laughs> nice. in this round. And <laughs> when you when you meet him, can you say like, what was your name again? Jerame? I've met him already. Jerame? Like he's a he's a nice and fun guy and everything, but so when we're using our modifiers, are we using our strength like modifier? So that'd be the plus three or the saving throw. So it'd be the three. I on will that, right? always tell you specifically yeah. if it's a saving throw. Do you think throw. you have a plus six to your dex? What were you using? I here? have a plus five, and then I was using my proficiency bonus. He is God, proficient damn. in the bow. That's awesome. Yeah, he's bala. Yeah, I was just like, man, I was trying to think of how, we, but I forgot about the proficiency bonus and that. Would it be frowned upon if I used any magical enhancements? If you used a magical enhancement, you would have to roll for stealth to make sure no one saw you. But you do know Ooh. that magical enhancement would be frowned upon. Wow. Okay. I can help him. Is there some way I can run interference? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll set this one out and do some kind of stretching. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what are you talking about for magical interference? Because I think you could probably still participate. Because whatever he's doing, he'd have to do before the contest. Okay. I would, so we're throwing children, so maybe I can use, like, Mage Hand to kind of push those children a little bit Give them a little boost. faster. Yeah. <laughs> I felt a hand on me the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> You're always saying that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <What? laughs> All right. Um, I would say, ma- I mean, Mage Hand is invisible, so you just need to cast it up front. Uh, and since Roscoe is helping you kind of run an interference, I'll have you roll me some stealth, and you can do it at advantage. Ooh, a roll! I'm really I'm good at this. Smiling at people, distracting them. Did you hear? I won the bow contest. <laughs> that five doesn't look super hot. I was just checking out my bonus. I actually am very good at stealth, so that's a plus six of that, so that's an 11. Holy shit, how are you so good at stealth? I'm just really good. All right. Based on, you know, he's a sneaky life wizard. Experience. <laughs> that and makes sense with your backstory. That would be 15 plus 6, 21. 21, you are able to stealthily cast Mage Hand. Mage Hand only really allows you to lift 10 pounds, though, so here's what I'm going to say is that the way you guys are going to roll for this, we're going to do a d20 roll again for the kid toss, and you're going to add your strength modifier. Melvin, I'll add you, allow you to add an additional plus one to your strength modifier, so you get a little bit of help from gotcha. Mage Hand. Nice. That'll bring my total modifier to plus one. Nice. That'd bring me to zero. <laughs> <laughs> All so right. weak. Round one of the kid toss. D20 roll. Kolvik, let's start with you this time. What'd you get? Uh, 22. 22, you advance to the next round. Roscoe? 14. 14, you advance to the next round. Melvin? 19. 19, you hurl that kid way over. <laughs> Jerame, unfortunately, only got a 9 and is eliminated. Suck it. Wow, 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 wow. Look at Jerame. Poor Jerame. He's actually a super nice guy in person. No, <laughs> he's got a weird name. Better luck next time, Jerome. <laughs> but suck it. All right, round two. This is just the three of you in contest. Give me that dice roll. Kolvik? 
Got a one, so that's eight. Oh, it's not enough to throw him over. Right. Your kid whacks right God. into the bar. <laughs> Office <Right>. drink. <laughs> Directly <laughs> into the bar. <laughs> Wonder why there's so many damaged kids in this town. Sorry, Billy. <laughs> Roscoe, what's your roll? Fifteen. Fifteen. You advance to the next round. Melvin. Sixteen. Sixteen. All right, here we are down to the two of you, Roscoe and Melvin. Give me that d20 roll. Start with Roscoe. Two. Ooh, man. <laughs> you just threw that kid in the dirt. The <laughs> <laughs> kid's scorpioning, scorpioning across the ground. Pick him up. And <laughs> <laughs> just drop him into the dirt. <laughs> Melvin, what did you get? I uh, managed to get a 20. You get a 20, you hurl your kid over the fucking bar, and Melvin is the winner of the kid <laughs> toss. Everyone is so complex. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, I don't even fucking what I'm looking for right now. Confused? Confused, yeah, <laughs> not complex. Yeah, so confused. The wizard but, wins the fate of strength. Yeah, <laughs> that noodle armed wizard over there is hurling kids over left and right. <laughs> you got the skinny kid. <laughs> All right, there goes the kid toss. That was a fun one. Uh, so remaining are pie eating contest, the lady in lace, find the pea, and I'll kill you, the dwarven drinking game. Mm-hmm. I forgot to wager on the kid toss. What, did, what kind of stupid prize are we winning for the kid toss? Oh, you win. Uh, you win a. To be uh, like one of those huge, gigantic, comically sized puppy dogs or something like that that you have to carry around. And your wolf can hump from now on. <laughs> <laughs> you and a giant stuffed wolf. <laughs> and, la- is it a lady stuffed wolf? And, and Snowball takes to it immediately and is like carrying it around starfish. the rest of the night. Starfish. Starfish. Snowball, starfish, whatever. I'm sure Urban Dictionary has something for Snowball. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Where you guys want to head next here? We, uh, feeling a little hungry. I think we can go for some pie. Mmm, pie. Mmm, pie. You guys stroll over to the pie eating contest. This one is going to be, in fact, very similar to the last one, except instead of being strength-based, this one is constitution-based. Starting with round one, each of the players can eat a pie, roll a constitution save, since Kolvik brought that up earlier, this will be a save to keep themselves from throwing up. <laughs> as long as you can eat a pie and not throw up, you go on to the next round. I'm going to try to stealthily cast a, a light ray of Perkins at the contestants to see if I can... Are you, wait, are you going to play or are you just going to... Oh, I'm going to play, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to set this out if he's going <laughs> to... <laughs> you know what that's funny about that? I was going to do, try to do a create food and try to put more pies in front of you. Oh, you should do that anyway. <laughs> Just make his pies denser. We'll see yeah. who wins. If mm-hmm. I have to eat more pies or you have to shit your pants. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make your pies a little more denser so you have a lot more to push against. All right, Dense man. pie. So it's going to be just the two of you actually competing. So we'll put Melvin first in the order. Kolvik second. Roscoe, you're going to have to help me roll for this. Who do you want to be? Lemuel. Lemuel. And I'm going to be Jocasta. 
what? <laughs> that sounds like you. Like, yeah. Sounds like you just made that up, like Paul Rudd from "I Love You, Man." Like Joe, Cast- Joe, uh, Joe Ben, Joe Ben. Now Roscoe. I'm gonna rile up the crowd and ask if anybody wants to put a hundred on it. Ooh, nice. Ooh. Uh, let me roll a little D here to see if you get that bet. Yeah, I think you get that bet. You get a hundred gold bet from Joe Costa's husband. He's like. She can eat some fucking pie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> what kind of pie, Roscoe, does she eat? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Giggity. All right, so there's a hundred gold piece bet with Jocasta. Are there any, or around Jocasta, I should say. Are there any other bets? I'll give you guys the opportunity specifically this time. Nope. Nope. All right, so Constitution save. So remember to use the right modifier for this time. And uh, what I'll do for Jocasta is I'm going to give her a 1d6 roll to see what her modifier will be. Roscoe, can you do the same for Lemiel? All right, Roscoe, what did you get for a bonus roll for Lemiel? Oh, what did I get? Yeah, a three. That is a plus three roll, and Jocasta got a plus two. So give me your d20 rolls for the pie eating contest. Remember, it's Constitution save. All right, so let's start with you, Melvin. What'd you get? Two. <laughs> so you're definitely going to be out of this one. Kolvik, what did you get? Twelve. Twelve? Twelve total? Twelve total. Okay. Lemiel. Nineteen. Nice. And Jocasta got a three. Jocasta barfed on the first pie <laughs> she got her face in. <laughs> Uh, so let's now move over to that. Melvin, who were you going to try to discreetly ray of Perkins? Uh, I was going to discreetly ray of Perkins, Kolvik. All right. <laughs> Shoot that ray on over. No, if, I... you, if you succeed, then uh, Kolvik's going to have to roll again for disadvantage. What am, I, what am I doing? It's a d20 roll. Basically an attack roll. Uh, 11. Uh, I think 11's not going to hit Kolvik's DC. There's uh, AC, rather. I think it's, uh, oh, if you can do, do an I AC? Do my attack bonus? Yeah. That would be a 19, then. Oh, 19. My AC is 20. All right, so that would be a failed attack roll. Give me one more roll to see if you got away with it. That 13? Would... Yeah, that's enough to get away with it. Yes. All right. Kolvik, you were going to cast... I was going to cast um, create food in front of uh, in front of Melvin. All right, so I'm going to say to very specifically target a create food into a existing pie tin. You need to roll pretty high, so give me a d20 roll, and you got to roll an 18. 12. Oh man, so you did not successfully create it in the bowl. Now give me a stealth roll. Oh no. <laughs> Episode 51, I Love Clams, was released on October 7th, 2018. Guys, we had a fan submit a whole new outro for us, and I'm pretty sure I'm using this one forever now because it's way better than our awfulness. Check this shit out. Vegan. 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team. Clam, slam, clam, slam.
Oh yeah, we have to do the uh Did everybody get to do a clam slam? Uh Wow. 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 It's, it's very nasally. Wow. Like it, you gotta it's wow. like from the front of your nose. Like, wow. 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 <laughs> That's actually really wow. good. <laughs> wow. 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 Oh wow. Oh wow. 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 Oh, wow. Oh, wow. 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 Wow.